everyone, this is episode 640 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, June 12th, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about more E3, this time Nintendo, Ubisoft, and Square Enix, as well as some news that came out about backward compatibility on Xbox and Rocket Man, because I saw that Monday, I believe, that's when I saw it. But I saw Rocket Man, and I don't need to say I don't need to say too much about Rocket Man other than it's everything that Bohemian Rhapsody isn't, which is very good. It's a fantastic biopic. It is not a traditional biopic in the sense that it doesn't follow Elton John's career, and then you have him performing live numbers in real places where he performed them, and they're just traditionally performed numbers like walk the line or any other biopic it is more akin to across the universe if you remember and or saw that movie which was about the beatles music it it had its own story that had nothing to do with the beatles but it incorporated the beatles songs into the musical numbers and i like that movie it made me really appreciate beatles music more than i did at that time because i was still Not the biggest fan of Paul McCartney's voice, though I've warmed on his voice way more post that movie. But in terms of structure and the way songs are incorporated in the story, in the movie, it is very similar to Across the Universe. And it's done very well. Taron Edgerton does a fantastic job as Elton John. And it's weird because he's saying a... Elton John and Elton John song in the animated movie Sing, which is an okay movie. It's not rude completely, but I was not a fan of having Seth MacFarlane in Sing as this little shrimp who was an annoying character and one of the not. not I can't remember exactly what he was in the movie. If he had anything to do with them needing the money and shit, but. I'm not a fan of Seth MacFarlane. Sure, he's fine at singing in the style he sings. I'm not a fan of his voice, and I wish he wasn't in the movie. I wish he wasn't in a lot of things, but oh well. But he sang an Elton John song of that. What did he sing? I'm Still Standing. And then he acted alongside Elton John in Kingsman 2, which was a huge disappointment, but now he's in Rocket Man doing a fantastic job as Elton John, doing the doing his own singing, which is something I always like in any kind of musical. And yeah, it was it was really good. Two a little over two hours and I never once checked my clock or checked my watch to see how much time was left. It moved along at a really nice pace and I, I just I, I loved it. I will Maybe, hopefully see it again this weekend with a friend, if she's able to. But uh, I, I, I loved it. It's my favorite movie of the year so far. I enjoyed it more than Endgame, John Wick 3. I don't know what else I saw from this year. I don't think I've seen that many movies or too many movies from this year. But I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, w- I was so happy that it didn't disappoint me. Uh and I'm so happy that it's nothing like Bohemian Rhapsody, which follows my favorite band and is a pile of crap. And it doesn't have, like, 
there's some really great long shots in Rocket Man. I don't know if there was a single long shot in Bohemian Rhapsody because they just cut like crazy and apparently that's award-winning editing whatever moving on to e3 so we had square enix and ubisoft on monday in the afternoon evening i don't i feel like there's another presentation that i'm missing i don't know when devolver digital did theirs or if they haven't done it yet by the time i'm recording this i didn't hear anyone really talking about it the kind of funny showcase, whatever happened. I watched maybe a few minutes of that, uh, of that, but then I got exhausted and just couldn't take any more of it. So I don't know what was shown. And the few things I saw, you know, it's nice that they're giving a platform, a place for smaller indie games that don't otherwise have anywhere to be shown at E3. But what I saw didn't look right. There, there was some bird skating game which looked like garbage uh not visually i mean visually it didn't look that great but in terms of mechanically it didn't look like it felt good which is weird to judge on just seeing a video but it didn't look like the the best feeling skating game so there was that but i didn't watch any of that and yeah i don't, I don't know if there's another publisher that does anything there's no konami thing no capcom thing there weren't really any Capcom announcements at all outside of 5 and 6 coming to Switch. Whatever, fine. Um, I also realized maybe uh, late Monday or early Tuesday that the Xbox conference was so good. I don't know. Like, it wasn't amazing. It was just really, really good. You know, it could have had some more, a few more things to make it stand on as like a truly memorable show. Outside of like, okay, sure, Keanu Reeves, crazy. Double final. Unexpected. Flight simulator. Niche. I'm in that niche. Awesome. But nothing super crazy. Uh, but I didn't realize until a few days post the conference that they didn't show or mention Fable 4 at all. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm thinking now that Fable 4 is not even going to be a launch title for the next console. That it's going to be a, a title as released in April-ish of 2021. Or either it's going to be their big fall 2021 game when you have Halo at launch. Because it would be also be weird to have both Fable and Halo at launch. It would be an amazing launch with two amazing games that are very different, but... I feel like they probably wouldn't want to cannibalize either of the two uh, at launch because you can only play so much at launch. People are always like, we need all these games at launch. How many games can you play at launch? You need games spread out, you know. So having it in in the, the spring of 2021 wouldn't be too shabby. Um, so, yeah, moving on to the actual press conferences. Nintendo is... Or, or was the best of the three that I'll be talking about because the, the other two didn't have really anything for me. Uh, Ubisoft had one game. Um, but with Nintendo, I thought their their Direct was really solid. Doug Bowser, you, you realize how big Reggie's shoes were when you see someone trying to fill them. And Doug Bowser felt really stiff. 
weird long stares when he was looking at the the other guy after he was introduced and near the end of his introduction he just was looking at him and it was it was a little unsettling uh, there were some jokes that i heard that fit the way he was looking at him. i was like oh i wish i wish blah 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 looked at me the way doug bowser looked at the other dude um but it's just it's his first public showing as far as i know i don't think he's been out there prior to this so and he could have been worse but you know it'll take some it'll take some time reggie was just reggie was just reggie i I wasn't even a huge fan of reggie but now i realize hey reggie wasn't too bad um but in terms of the games they showed one of the first games they showed was a dark crystal game which i was like what is why why is this being shown what i don't i don't want this i don't like dark crystal and i don't want a game that has anything to do with it but they showed some more of Link's Awakening, and that game, just visually, the aesthetic, I I love how that game looks. It looks so good, and it looks so delightful and charming, and I just, I'm really excited for that. And I'm hoping I enjoy that way more than Breath of the Wild, because it'll be more structured and all that. I, I, I'm very excited about that game. They also showed Luigi's Mansion 3, which makes me just think... That Luigi is secretly the best brother. Mario is fine and whatever. But I know part of it has to do with the game and the theme of it all. But Luigi just has so much more personality. And he's so much... like I like Luigi as a character. And I want to I wanna hang out with him. I want to I be his buddy. Mario is just a blank slate. What is Mario? I don't give a shit about Mario. Luigi, Luigi is a cool dude. And his animations, his expressions are just wonderful. And the gameplay looks really fun. And I, I, I never played the GameCube one, but I played a fair amount of the 3DS one, and I just didn't finish it for no real reason. So I'm excited for Luigi's Mansion 3. It looks very cool. It's got some co-op in it as well. Like crazy, I don't know if it's co-op multiplayer-specific modes with up to four people or eight people. Uh, I don't know, there's there a lot going on, it was crazy, but that looked pretty good, there was some Animal Crossing news, they showed a bit of it, and, and said that it's going to be out in 2020, sad but expected, a bit of Pokemon, uh, a new Breath of the Wild is in the works, no surprise there, a few uh, uh, Super Smash Bros. characters announced, Dragon Quest Dude, and then the second one, the, the Microsoft announcement at uh the nintendo direct was not the bringing of game pass to switch which saddens some people i'm I'm a little saddened by that but i also i i know there have been rumors about that but i i still have a, a hard time believing that they'll bring game pass to other platforms like that it would kind of make sense to put their just to put their brand out there and increase their brand awareness but i don't know if they're quite there yet but they announced Banjo uh, Kazooie. Is Kazooie the bird? So Banjo and Kazooie. I don't. I don't know anything about Banjo, but they're going to be joining Smash. And some of the Amsterdam ones. Still no Bayonetta three, which is somewhat alarming that that's not there. There, there is also no Metro Prime four, but that is to be expected given the the behind the scenes thing and the development switching and, and all that and just starting over. 
no prime trilogy so if that is a thing maybe they want to wait until it's closer to the to prime 4's launch to do that i don't know no mention of uh retro's other game which we should probably all expect to be canceled at this point um what else was there at there i mean they showed some fire emblem which was fine duh, duh, duh. they showed panzer dragoon i don't know it, it was solid um nothing that really blew me away outside of really being excited about luigi's mansion 3 more than i thought i was going to be and just reaffirming how lovely i think link's awakening looks oh yeah there was possibly the the most disappointing game announcement of any show this year uh, in the nintendo direct and that was for contra rogue ops i think is a title which is a 3d maybe twin sticky shooter esque contra that just it looks so bad um in terms of gameplay maybe it'll be okay but it doesn't look great in terms of gameplay but specifically talking about the visuals it looks like a last gen low res jaggy ugly downloadable game and that is absolutely in no way a compliment it looks terrible uh, from a visual standpoint and when i said i i wanted konami to revisit their classic franchises and make new games in them this is not what i was hoping for so that's that's a disappointment i would much rather have a traditional just absolutely beautiful side-scrolling shooter but i think i look at this and the same goes with the collections because they've, they've done the collections that konami is not looking to spend too much money on any game anymore uh, if they are then it's not contra they don't think contra is big enough uh seller because it, it does not look like a game that has the biggest of budgets so that was disappointing ubisoft the only thing that stood out was watchdogs 3 which looks like watchdogs meets state of state of decay specifically in that you can recruit anyone and when you recruit them you can play as them so you can play as anyone you recruit what still leaves me with many questions is how this whole thing works because they made it sound like and apparently you can recruit literally anyone in the game who assumingly is not an enemy who's not a, 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 a bad npc by design and they're all voiced and they all have their own origin story does that mean that there are like hundreds of mi6 or whatever agents in this world there and there must be a limited number of people in this world that eventually they'll all run out like i'm just curious how the system works especially since they're supposedly all voiced like how, how do how do they do that how do they manage to voice all these characters and when does it get super repetitive in terms of their origin stories or their voices or whatever uh, their characteristics or play styles or blah 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 but when you switch over and you're playing as an old lady 
and you watch her animations when she's like going over a rail, spinning over a rail. It it looks super charming and ridiculous in every way that suits me and my taste. But I do wonder if it's actually feasible. If it's like I'm conceptually amazing, but I'm wondering if this is a, a Peter Peter Molyneux type situation where when we get our hands on it, the the final product will not live up to the expectations we've built up or or, or what we expect. <laughs> I literally just said the same thing. Um, which might be something that happens in Watch Dogs 3 where you're like, oh, these are two different things, but they're actually exactly the same. Ah, see, I did that on purpose. Shut up. Uh, outside of that, no Beyond Good and Evil 2, no Skull and Bones. Are they still in development? I, I would say of those two that Beyond Good and Evil 2 has a better chance of still being in development because there is that fan base and people wanting it. Whereas I don't know if anyone wants Skull and Bones. I thought it looked terrible every time they showed it. I don't care about it. My friend Rich was really into Sea of Thieves. He didn't really think it looked all that great. So the other, the, the person I know who liked the other pirate game that was uh, met with mixed reviews didn't think it looked that great. So I, I would not be surprised if Skull and Bones is never seen or heard from again and is at some point officially canceled. Beyond Good and Evil 2, I don't know what to make of that either. I don't care about it because I think the first game is incredibly overrated and a bad game. I don't I don't think it is a good game. Uh, and everyone who loves it should revisit it. Maybe it's not as good as you remember or think it was. The music is fantastic. It has incredible music. And the art style and, and, and all that, the design of it all, is great. But playing it and the stealth bits and so much of it is fucking terrible. Um, then Square Enix made me realize that people are way too excited about Final Fantasy VII. They are way too into that game. And I just don't care. So all of that didn't do anything for me. They finally showed some of the Avengers game, which was a lot of just cinematics with, I think, a few seconds of gameplay sprinkled in throughout the presentation. It looked fine, I guess. I hope they release the gameplay demo at some point in the future because I believe I read that they showed an actual chunk of gameplay behind closed doors. Um, but it looked okay. I'm not a fan of the look of the characters are not based on the actors we see in the movies though i don't know why anyone expected that but i i don't know if it's just that he has a unique voice that stands out or if i'm just at this point sick of it or if it doesn't suit him or if i just wish he would have changed it a bit but having what's his face nathan drake's voice actor play tony stark um i did not like that it just stood out as the the actor and not the character which i i assume it's because he just has more of a distinct voice because you also have what the hell's his name tony not now i'm thinking tony stark uh the other dude 
who was in The Last of Us. Why can't I think of these two, like the two big actors, voice actors in gaming uh, right now? Fucking, I, I'm so, whatever. But his voice, uh, he was playing, who was he playing? Wasn't, was it Bruce Banner? I think it was Bruce Banner. Because then you have two other people playing Captain America and Thor that I didn't, I've never heard of. Um, he's fine. You know, and, and I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too excited about the Avengers game. It's got four player co-op. It's, it's weirdly similar to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. And I, I imagine I'll find way more enjoyment out of Ultimate Alliance outside of the fact that it's only on Switch. Um, but your, your characters are Thor, Captain America, uh, Hulk, Iron Man, and Black Widow, and whatever. Um, they also announced that they are remastering Final Fantasy VIII, so whatever issues or the whatever reasons they had for not doing it earlier, it's all been settled, and we'll be getting that, so that's nice. Um... And what else did Square Enix show? I don't know. Ubisoft, going back to them, because I, I only talked about... I, they showed some... Whatever. I don't need to talk about them. I don't need to talk about any more E3 stuff. Last thing I want to touch upon about E3 is the news regarding Xbox backward compatibility. And it's a bittersweet bit of news because they added a handful of new 360 games and original Xbox games to the large list of backward compatible games. But at the same time, they said that they are ceasing all uh, work on backward compatibility to focus on Scarlet, the next Xbox, and making sure all of the Xbox One games work on it. And you might say, well, shouldn't they just work inherently? Eh, you know, even when you look at PC, there are things where things don't work right. And, and them focusing on making sure that everything works, everything that works on an Xbox One will work on the, the new console is something I'm all for. You know, I, I want that future where everything from here on out will, you know, go with us in the future, you know. So I'm okay with that, but I, I, I do still remain hopeful that after, you know, in a few years when Scarlet is out and everything's working fine, that they'll return to the 360 and the original Xbox and still bring out some games because there are still plenty of games that are missing from the batch. The, the handful of games they announced as the last batch include Two Human, which is available for free now, Enslaved Odyssey of the West, which is by far the most wonderful game in the included list. I, I adore that game. It makes sense since they have Ninja Theory. It's a wonderful game. I can't wait to replay it on my Xbox One. It's not X Enhanced, which sucks. Uh, they're not going to be doing any more of that either. Uh, it would be nice if that was X Enhanced, um, but I'm so happy for that. The Splinter Cell trilogy from the original Xbox is making its way to the to backward compatibility as well. Azure's Wrath, which I know has a lot of love and is something that I would like to 
tackle eventually and attack the backlog. Um, yeah, it's bittersweet, but like I made a, a little list of some games that I would love to see added at some point in the future if they ever go back to it. Uh, and some of these aren't great, but I think they would they'd be interesting to just have there. Alone in the Dark, which was just it's a we weird with the whole looking at your inventory by looking down at your body. Alpha Protocol gets a lot of shit, but I think there's some really neat stuff in the game, and overall, it's a solid game. Beautiful Katamari would be an amazing game to have backward compatible, because Katamari's fun. Beautiful Katamari was a really good Katamari game, and yeah, why why you do this to us? Binary Domain was a fantastic shooter. A lot, a lot of Sega games that should be there aren't there, which is uh, sad. Blur was a fun kart racer-esque game with realist car, realistic cars. I enjoyed it. It came out right around the time uh, as Split Second, and Split Second got more press because it was different with its huge explosions and set pieces, and Blur was just more traditional uh, in that sense. Body Count, I remember being a decent shooter. The Club, I love The Club so much. I've talked about it multiple times. I think it is a fantastic arcade third-person shooter that is fast-paced made by bizarre creations the team who did the project gotham racing uh series uh, and i just really love that condemn 2 we have condemn 1 but condemn 2 is also a fantastic game and i would love it if that was at some point backward compatible cultip saga is an amazing game that is somewhat cheap but i still love it and i know there's not I mean, there's the there's the smallest chance that it ever could have made it since the Earth Defense games made it, but it's just it's, I, I love the game a lot. Every fair game, I'm surprised that those never made it there, you know. But there's always licensing issues and uh, and and whatnot, and like I don't even know who has the the fair license at this point. It might be dead somewhere. Uh, the older Forza games, which I wouldn't really want to go back to. But having them there would be nice just because they're Forza games, they're Xbox games, you know, from one of their biggest franchises. I like The Godfather, the first one. I would like to revisit that game, uh, and I would like to not have to use my 360. Gun is a great Western with a great story, underrated, underappreciated, and maybe that's because it was a cross gen game and it wasn't the best looker on 360 because it was just you know a slightly better looking version of the original xbox version but it's a fantastic game a lot of people want lollipop chain so i've never played it but i just put that there max Payne 3 would be great i don't know why that isn't backward compatible because we have table tennis we have grand theft auto 4 in the dlc we have bully and we, I, no we don't have bully because we have the scholarship edition but I think we even have Midnight Club. I'm not sure about Ellen Noir since they did the remaster. Maybe they're, they're planning on doing a remaster of it. I don't know. Who knows? Um, Mini Ninjas is a wonderful, cute little action-adventure game. Nair is a, a game that has its following. That would be kind of cool to have in there. The Risen games are weird, janky, funky little things that would be fun to have available. Uh, the Saboteur 
was a great game that had a, a really cool style to it and, and being in black and white and as you um what am i looking for what word am i looking for as you it's not rescue as you whatever free that's not the word i'm looking for but as you free these areas they the color comes back to them uh which was a cool thing and i dig it um the simpsons game was neat and a better simpsons game than one would expect with them going into these different worlds themed after different types of games uh skate 2 just because they announced skate as one of the final editions and we already had skate 3 and it's kind of weird to have skate 1 and skate 3 and no skate 2 uh stranglehold i liked it you know a max spanish game with john wool john wu uh, inspired set pieces and style and all that um any of the Ninja Turtle games, just because, you know, they're Ninja Turtles, including the Xbox Live Arcade games and all that. I, yeah, just give me any of them. I know with the Xbox Live Arcade games, they were delisted, so that would be trickier. Though, Two Human was also delisted, so they can make it work. But I just like it because I like the Ninja Turtles. Any of the Tony Hawk games, because the, the earlier ones weren't terrible. American Wasteland wasn't bad. Project 8 wasn't bad. Wouldn't mind having those. Um, Way of the Samurai 3, love that series, only Way of the Samurai game that made it to Xbox 360, but uh, I'd love to have that on there, that's another really niche title that I'm not at all surprised, never made its way to backward compatibility. Wet was a fun shooter in the same vein as Stranglehold with bullet time and shit like that and crazy action uh, stuff. Wheelman was a fun action driving game i guess you'd call it wolfenstein the one from raven software was a really good wolfenstein game with a hub world and stuff it, i really like that game um x-men origins wolverine a pretty good game based on a horrible movie any sports game i know that's just probably super tricky and all that and they look at it and think why why would anyone want to play an old madden the the real reason is, and I include every any tennis game in this. Like just like we don't have real baseball games on the one. We don't have any good tennis games, as far as I know, on the one. There are certain sports that haven't made their way to next gen on the Xbox platform, and I would love to be able to go to them. And then I'm just gonna I'm gonna quickly go through some uh xbox library arcade games that i went through because I, I just made a quick thing bust move live love bust move call of duty classic weird that it's not there just because i think literally every other call of duty game is included in background compatibility chime but we have chime plus or whatever but you know chime's cool clone and clyde cool game the dishwasher that was fun and i i, I really think of xbox library arcade when i think of that game you know it's just one of the defining games for me that i think of because it was also with the whole XNA and all that stuff. Fez, because, I don't know, Fez seems like a really big game in the same vein as Braid. And the fact that it's not there seems a little weird. But uh, who the hell knows what's going on with that thing and what's his face. Uh, Gotham City Apostles was a cool shooter. Marvel vs. Capcom 1 and 2, great fighters, better than the other ones. Penny Arcade 1 and 2 were, were fun adventure games. Renegade Ops was cool. Retro City Rampage, 
solid. Rocket Riot, I think, is a very uh, awesome little game. Scott Pilgrim, you know, whatever. They're like licensing issues. There's, so there's something with that. I don't know if it has to do with the music or whatever, but that game was also delisted. But if it was possible, I would love to have that on the, the, the one. And then X-Men Arcade, which was also delisted. Uh, a lot of the beat-em-ups seem to have gotten delisted, which is weird. I don't know what it is about them. Uh, and then I just put it because it was like, hey, remember Game Room? That weird thing? That thing doesn't exist anymore, but I, I'm pretty sure I still have it on my console. And I, I, don't, I don't, I'm guessing it still works that it doesn't, it's not something like Project Spark or whatever, where it's like, oh, we turn this off, nothing works anymore. But uh, yeah, that's some bittersweet news. And with that bittersweet news, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host. Before all that, before I get into that, if there are any games that haven't made their way to backward compatibility that you'd love to see, and there are, of course, original Xbox games that I didn't go through, I didn't look down that list. Um, but if there are any games that you can think of that you'd love to see, uh, if they ever get back to it, uh, let me know. Anywho, once again, I'm your host, Mark Krishnaz. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to p- youtube.com slash sausage and watch them there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way also you know tell your friends about the show the site any of that jazz if you think they might like it uh anywho as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoyed this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day Bye.